You're listening to South 601 Podcast, where we go below the surface. Welcome, everybody, to the South 601 Podcast. This is our pilot episode, our very first one. We're super excited about it, so I had the whole team uh, join us for this one. And so we're actually going to go around the table, and we're going to introduce ourselves, whether we have a position at the church or whether we're a student in college, whatever. We're just going to talk about a little bit about ourselves, and I'm going to start with my wife, Courtney. So, Courtney, go ahead, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Courtney, and I go to South Church and I work at Campbellsville Elementary School as the Family Resource Coordinator, and I have been a Christian for about 20 years, so a lot of my life, and I'm just excited to be here talking with you all. Um, I'm Claire. Um, I am a junior in, at Campbellsville University. Um, I'm a business administration with an emphasis in accounting major. Um, <clears throat> I have been a Christian for about eight years, and I also go to South Church. I um, am really excited to start the podcast. Hello, I am Claire Edwards. <laughs> I have that been going to this church. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm Cole, and I am the worship pastor here at South, and I'm honored to serve in that area. I'm also working in the fellowship um, also work with youth and now college students. Um, I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but came up here for college, and I have been a Christian for 20 years as well. Okay. My name is Hannah. I have been coming to South since July of 2018. I don't really know how long that is. Um, and uh, I serve on the worship team in, in South 601. Um, I work at a bank, and I've been a Christian. Well, I've been following the Lord since about 2004. I'm Kerrigan. Um, I have been going to church here at South for about a year now, and I go to um, school at Campbellsville. I'm a junior, and I'm a double major in legal studies and criminal justice. Um, I've been a Christian for about 11 years. I am Chase. I'm on the pastor team here at South. Uh, been on the pastor team for how long, Cole? How long have I been on the pastor team? Negative 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the youth intern. I've been going to church here for about a year now, right? I'm a sophomore at Campbellsville, and I'm a communications major. Which I don't even know if that was part of the question. <laughs> Great job, Chase. Okay, so I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Brett. I've been a Christian for about 20 years as well, uh, since I was nine years old. Uh, I've also, I also am an enrollment counselor at Campbell's University. I'm a graduate of Campbell's University. I have uh, uh, two degrees, a Bachelor of Science and a Master's degree. Uh, I am helping out here at South with the college ministry, and so excited about doing that. And so this podcast ultimately is for you guys, um, just to, to encourage you, uh, to strengthen you, to maybe help you with some tough questions that maybe you have. Um, but this first podcast, we really just want to talk about what South 601 is, what's our vision, what is our goals and ambitions and dreams, what we feel like the Lord is taking us as a ministry. And so that's kind of where we're going to start it out. And I'm just going to ask a question, open up to the group. What is South 601? 
<laughs> Man, I think it's like uh, we're trying to start a mini church, just a group of Christians that can depend on each other, that can ask each other questions, and really just promoting growth within like college students as a body. When I think of South 601, I think of um, not just another college ministry, because there's a bunch of college ministries in the area, and there are some great college ministries, but we want to be a college ministry that's focused on going deeper in God's Word, um, growing deeper in our relationships with each other, um, but ultimately our relationship with the Lord. We hope to attract people who are committed in their walk with the Lord and that just want to grow and go deeper. So why 601? What's what's the whole purpose of the 601? Um, it starts at 601 um, on Sunday nights and also our church address is um, 601 wow. South Central Avenue. Very deep spiritual. None of us know Greek that well, so we just... <laughs> we tried. 601. Very simple. Okay, so with South 601, uh, the next question I just want to we want to talk about is like we've kind of talked about our, our what we want to accomplish as a ministry. Uh, we all we have a vision, um, and that comes from Colossians uh, chapter two, verses six through nine. And I'm just going to read that real quick, and then we're going to kind of break this down. So, uh, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Uh, <clears throat> so this is our vision. And so uh, after becoming a Christian, we feel like, um, and all of you can attest to this, <clears throat> there are some challenges we face. Um, when we become a Christian. And so the question I want to ask now is like, what are some challenges we have faced as Christians? What are some of the toughest challenges you guys have faced since becoming a Christian? I talked about this on our last college night this Sunday about how I've not been a Christian for a super long time. Like I've only really been a believer for, for two, two and a half years. Really coming to Campbellsville is like what like sparked like that transition and after that transition, it's a cliff. You have a ton of support getting to the cliff, but then there's a drop-off uh, where you're kind of alone figuring out what does growth look like? Where do I go from here? What does like seeing uh, Christ as Lord, Lord of my life look like in reality, practically? And I, that's like the biggest struggle I faced was just figuring, figuring out what a Christian looked like. Something that I faced um, after becoming a Christian was um, learning how to live in the world rather than of the world. Um, I struggled a lot with, and still struggle some, um, of course, with um, wanting to be like other people and live like other people um, when the Lord calls us to live differently and to live apart from the world. Um, and I think in college it's a big thing to, um, you know, make friends and, get to know people, but, um, you know, I always tried to look for a place to do that that wasn't like a party or, um, you know, somewhere where you were doing things that um, were not according to the Lord's will for my life. I think for me it's been like um, just coming to college, like moving away from my hometown, like 
um, like trying to figure out what my, like growing up, my, I was very involved in church because like my parents were, because I didn't really like have, not that I didn't want to do those things, but like I didn't have a lot of other choice. And so I think like coming to college and having to find a church on my own and becoming involved and like doing things, <clears throat> I had to like figure out what my, like what are my motivations? Like, is it just convenience or what? And so I think that's been like the toughest thing, but um, I'm really thankful for this church and this ministry for those reasons. So kind of adding to that, obviously our vision, we want to first see people come to know Christ. Uh, first and foremost, <coughs> secondly, we want to see them uh, rooted in Christ and established in the faith. And then obviously that brings about uh, Thanksgiving and just being over overflowing with joy and thanksgiving as we are grateful uh, for what Christ has done and all ultimately helps us uh, grow in unity uh, and builds one another up so that we can best serve the church and advance God's kingdom. And so one of the challenges that I face um, as, as a Christian, as someone, I, I was nine years old when I made that decision, is a lack of discipleship in my personal life. Uh, no one really that I could look up to outside of my uh, pastors or my youth pastor at church or, or whatever, like as, part, as far as my family was concerned, or like even older uh, people in like school with me or anything like I didn't have any peers that really discipled me or anything like that. So I know that was a part of my struggle. So the what I knew about the Word of God and what He was calling me to do was limited um, a lot because of that lack of discipleship. And and so do, have any of y'all felt that way or, or experienced that with your walk with Christ um, throughout your years or your journey as as being a Christian? Yes, I feel like I've, I feel, I don't want to say this without sounding, I guess, egotistical. I feel like I've, I'm constantly pouring out, but I don't feel like I've ever really truly gotten that, like, personally, um, in my personal life. Like, I've never really had, like, a person come in and truly disciple me. Um, and so I think that kind of ignites my passion to disciple people is because I want to be that for somebody because I didn't have that, especially when I first became a Christian. Like, I didn't have that at all. Yeah, I agree with Hannah. Like, I've definitely felt that way before, too. Um, you know, I've joined Bible study groups and small groups and things like that, but to actually have, like, a, a person that you meet with regularly and who just doing life with that person... Um, it's sometimes hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like difficult to be that intentional with someone. And that's why you just don't see it, especially like on our specific campus. Like we have so many like evangelical like practices where we're like constantly sowing seeds, but then we're just like leaving them. And I think like that happened to me, like I said but, like, I'm not special. Like, it's happened to, like, so many different people, like, right next to us. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Sure. Yeah, I think that um, I'm kind of like what Brad said. Um, or I had people that were older mm -hmm. that um, I saw, like, walking with the Lord, but um, never um, anybody that necessarily poured into me until I came to Campbellsville, and especially not, like, any people my age that were really actively following the Lord. Um, and then I met some people when I came to Campbellsville, um, that were actively seeking the Lord and following him. And, um, it kind of confused me cause I was like, okay, I don't, I, they have something that I don't have. I know I'm saved, but 
but what else am I supposed to be doing? Because I just didn't know. So um, that made it hard to to be a part of those circles and feel like you were also an outsider. So do we feel that this lack of discipleship um, maybe stems from, I don't want to say the leadership in the church in America, but as a whole, going back to what Chase said, like, we're planting these seeds and then we're just dropping it off or we're, we're performing this activity or this event mm-hmm. and we're planning it and we see people cross over from death to life. We, it's like we've got the evangelism side figured out, but how does, how does the discipleship connect with the evangelism? What are we missing in the church? Because something that we want to see at South 601 is we want to see the evangelism and the discipleship coupled and I feel like in my experience, and that's with being at church and then being on staff at churches and being a pastor and things like that, is that the, there's a there's a lack of discipleship. Uh, there's evangelism, but there's the lack of discipleship, I think, plays out because the word of God is completely watered yeah. down yeah. just in the churches. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. What have you seen? What have you experienced just in that, like the, the gospel and the word of God just being watered down in the churches in America? Well, like, oh, I'm sorry. Were you it's okay. Well, like you just were talking about, as modern Christians, I think that we are really, really good at planning events. We're really great at creating activities for people to come to, but we're really, really bad at creating meaningful relationships mm-hmm. and executing what the activities are for. We're great at posting on social media. We're great at getting people there. But when people are there, we drop the ball every time. And I think that just, like, goes back to, like, the intentionality. Like, what is our intention? Is our intention to have a good crowd to get Instagram followers to look like we're successful? Or is our intention to help people grow, help relationships grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from, I guess, from coming from my background of Southern Baptist, you you get it like ingrained in your head that discipleship is like a class or it's a program Mm -hmm. or it's not, you know, that's what you think discipleship is. And then when you realize that that's not really discipleship, not saying that you don't grow from with the Lord in those instances, but like true discipleship is what Jesus did with the 12 and then more so with the three, you know, like that's what it is. Like that's, it's walking with somebody in the word and in their life and and being very intentional with them and it's not just you know like a program or or class or something like that like that's not discipleship what's easier on someone going to an event or even being a part of an event or completely investing in someone's life Mm -hmm. and digging into the scriptures and trying to answer the tough questions which one is easier we could all probably yeah. say <laughs> events are easier. They're more fun. They're more entertaining. They're more exciting. That's what brings the crowds. But that's also what leads us to false statistics of 80% of America being Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we know the world we live in today is not living for for the Lord because they don't know the word. And so we know in 2 Timothy 16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so 
one of the things that we want to see, our vision, our goal is we want to equip the saints. And it's because we know that scripture, God's word, is breathed out by God and it is it is profitable. Um, and so we could use that to teach and do those things. Events are kind of like the crowd drawers, but we want to make sure that we're teaching truth and that we're diving into the word because ultimately that's what's going to change someone's life from the inside out and it's going to equip them to go and advance the kingdom. And so what's so hard? What, what's, what's so hard about doing that though? What's so hard about diving into the scriptures and reading the scriptures in, in, our, just in our daily lives, not just you know as a group, but in our daily lives? What's so hard about that? I think it goes back to the fact that <clears throat> planning an event with a 15-minute devotion is, is easy and it's going to retain people's attention. And if our intention of having a college night is to get people there and we're worried about an hour-long devotion where we're diving into the word, losing people's attention span and like getting them disinterested to where they won't come back, that's our fear. And I think that's what's like hard about digging into the word is that we're too worried about the popular group liking our event, too worried about having like a good opinion of our event because we're digging into the word. That's our fear. Our fear is digging into the word because we're going to lose people. Mm-hmm. And so I think within that, we're driving more people away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're, they're leaving empty. And so they, why would they come back? I think another thing is like time, like it is um, easy to be, like he said, like be like, oh, let's just plan this event, have like a 15 minute devotion kind of thing or let's just, but I think that like even goes back to the issue with like discipleship. It's like, it's hard to like be like, okay, I'm going to carve all this time out of my week to meet with this person, be like, teach them about sin and teach them how to read the Bible and teach them how to like do these things that they don't know how to do. Like that is time out of my day. That's time out of my busy schedule. Like I don't, where am I going to get this time to do it? But it's like, you know, um, like he was talking about, like it's, it's worth it, you know, but it's just like hard to, it's hard to like figure that out. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's something that I've experienced, like, like my, um, like growing up, like talking about like, doing just going to Sunday school like thinking that that was discipleship like thinking that going to youth group was discipleship but like never really having like a, a, a you know somebody to really like dig into the word with me and really teach me about that those things but I think it goes back to time like you know a lot of people don't have time for that yeah and it might not necessarily be people don't have time since they don't want to carve out the right. time yeah right. saying exactly like they don't want to make the time for it or even, like, people's unwillingness to be discipled, I think, is also mm-hmm. an issue. Like, um, that some people just, like, you know, it takes time when you are discipled, too, like, out of your schedule. And they just think they don't have time for that or it's not, like, the most important thing on their schedule. Um, so, like, if, you, if you're if you searching for somebody to disciple, um, it may be hard to find that because mm-hmm. there's so many people that think they may not, yeah. either think they don't need discipling, number one, or number two, um, think that they don't have time or it's mm-hmm. not the most important thing for them. Which I think, like, comes along with, like, a different issue. Like, you're, like, you worked at LTN this summer. And, like, your old boss says something like, in order to influence someone's soul, you have mm-hmm. to know their soul. Mm-hmm. And I think part of discipleship that we're missing is, like, the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not building friendships with people that evolve into discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, like, really... 
there's no trust there, and so there's no motivation to like carve out time right. to make discipleship. Right, because right. Jesus didn't just like yeah. you know he made he created relationships first, yeah. and then he you know shared the gospel. So like if that's how Jesus did it, then why are we not doing it that way? Yeah, and, and even in like John, whenever it's like saying like his sacrifice, he says no greater than love than this than one who would sacrifice his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. Like it uses the word friends. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I think with time also comes commitment. You have to be committed to those um, relationships, too. You know, choose this day whom you're going to serve. You know, like, I think about that question, and I think about how we always are talking about, oh, we just don't have time, whether it's in our personal devotion Mm -hmm. or personal prayer time or to call up a friend and and just say, hey, I just want to pray for you or whatever it may be. It's always about time. We don't have time to do this, but we... And, and I've found myself doing this a lot. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I do sometimes was I'll sit in the chair and I'll just immediately go turn Netflix on and mm-hmm. look at Instagram. And my book that I've been trying to read for eight years is sitting over here <laughs> or the Bible sitting over here. And I don't I don't take my time like I can just say, all right, put this down, read, uh, you know, get up a little bit earlier and pray or read mm-hmm. or whatever. And so. There's no excuse for saying, oh, I just don't have time to do it because we make time for the things that we love. Yeah. And so I think, you know, one person told me, you know, look at your bank account and yeah. see where you're spending your money. That's where your heart is. Yeah. I think that goes the same with like our screen time on our phone. Like it'll yeah. show you how long you've right. been on your phone. <laughs> like if you're spending seven hours a day on your phone, then... Unless you got the Bible app and yeah. <laughs> that counts, but a lot of that time is probably social media, and we're we're wasting time, precious time, where we could be digging into in God's Word, or we could be meeting with that person at Harden and having those tough conversations, or digging deeper in the Word, and that is all so important. I think a lot of times people don't want to have those conversations, whether they think they're they're inadequate and they don't feel like they know enough, or maybe. People won't have that conversation because they might disagree with one another. I think that's something else that happens. Like, I'm really not on the same theological path as you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We think differently, so we just, let's just not even go there. Mm -hmm. But those are conversations that need to be had because that's where discipleship is. And we're learning together, holding each other accountable. I think that's important. So Yeah, it's crazy how fast I can binge watch a Netflix show, but, um, but I can't, you know, get my Bible every day or, you know, read every day. Um, And I think that it's just easier for us in general to, like, watch a show or get on our phone because that's mindless and we can turn our brain off for a little bit and just kind of um, that feels relaxing, but um, that's not an excuse, like, to not not be in the Word. So, like, you know, like you said, look at how much, how you spend your time and that shows you, like, what what your heart is. And, and, like, I think, like, what you feed will grow. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember this summer, like working that summer camp where 24 seven was dedicated to Christ. It was so much easier to be able to study and to be able to get in the word. But whenever I got back and I started to feed again, those nasty habits of getting home, watching Netflix, Mm -hmm. talking to people, wasted conversations, like that just grew. And, and I think when I was just constantly feeding myself spiritually, it was the easiest I've ever had gospel conversations. Yeah. And then I get back and I'm constantly feeding Netflix, constantly feeding 
video games. Mm-hmm. I can't have a genuine conversation. And I think there's that relationship between how connected we are to our relationship with God. That's going to be like immediate to our relationship with other people. Kind of tagging on to what you said earlier, Brady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it takes, I think it takes vulnerability, and that's yeah. a scary place to be a lot of times. Um, and so that could be another aspect that kind of feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more difficult sometimes. Yeah. I, going along with that, I just, like, I remember the first person who, like, really actually discipled me. Like, I remember, like, at first being like, okay, this is weird. Like, I don't want to talk about, like, I want to just talk about, like, these little devotional things. Like, I don't want to, like, go into all this, like, sin and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was, like, the first time that I actually, like, grew and, like, was started to, like, know Christ and, like, um, like, on a level that was making me, like, grow and not just be, like, stagnant and, like, content in where I was yeah. and all that stuff. So the last, you know, kind of the last thing we want to see happen is, you know, we want to be overflowing with Thanksgiving and, and just be joyful constantly. And I think that the two kind of go hand in hand. So, like, when we're not spending that time in God's Word and, and in community and we're, we're, we're not reflecting on His promises and His Word and, and how He has saved us, like, sometimes it can be difficult to be joyful and to have thanksgiving and to be constantly grateful. Um, now, even think about it, and, and Cole, you might be able to speak on this, but, like, those that are leading worship, if they're not, like, in the Word and, and spending time with the Lord, how does that affect yeah. their worship and how they, they praise God, not just on Sundays, but every single day of the week? And so this kind of, let's go for, in that area for a minute. What, what, what do you, when do you find it difficult to be thankful and grateful not in a way that's just like you're sitting there and you're going yeah thank you god but like honestly that like that's your action throughout the day you're just being grateful you're you're living joyfully because of what god has done for you or because you've been in his word you've been in prayer you've spent time with him and so that's just become your mood not just something you're thinking about for a second i think it's more difficult to have that attitude um when personally when I'm not in the word and when I'm not um, seeking fully that relationship with God when that's out of whack the rest of my life is out of whack like Mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand yeah I I completely agree with that like um, I, I struggle a lot being motivated like solely on my emotions and emotionally what like I want to tell myself is that I'm incomplete but factually I know that I am complete Mm -hmm. and the less I'm in the word the less I'm reading my bible the less I know that and the more I feel incomplete and I think I you know I completely agree that the more the less I'm in the word the more I rely on my emotions the more I rely on my emotions the more I start to feel like I'm I'm lacking something especially something that someone else has. And that's when comparison gets in the picture. That's when jealousy gets in the picture. I feel like, well, I know that my anxiety can be very blinding to anything. Um, So when I'm having those times of anxiety, it is very hard for me to see clearly, like to see like the facts of Jesus and the joy that I have in him. Um, It's very hard for me to see that very hard sometimes I can't 
whenever you're like in that clouded place, like how do you like get yourself out? Well, we're gonna go deep here. I was we're in. Going deep. I was in. <laughs> I just stopped actually going to therapy, but I was in therapy for um, I don't know, like what, almost two, like a year and a half, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just for um anxiety and depression, and she was a she's a Christian, so I went to somebody who was a Christian. I wanted to make sure I went to somebody who was a Christian who could help me, like to do like like tips and like. What's it called? What do I do? Coping, Coping skills. <laughs> <laughs> Coping skills. Um, so, like, just... I mean, that's the level of anxiety that I have. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, learn coping skills. But those have helped me to turn to God. Yeah. Like, those have helped me to go towards Christ. Um, because I know in the end that he's the only thing that can get me out of it. Mm-hmm. So just, like, knowing different like things that I can do like talking out loud to myself mm-hmm. like um saying the truth out loud like that's a big thing that I usually have to do is yeah. like like talk to myself like no matter where I am like even if I'm in an airport this really happened walking by myself to some other gate and like freaking out about what was gonna happen but like just talking out loud and like saying like like the truth about the situation instead of letting that cloud like my thoughts and like my vision on things. Um, yeah, taking things that you know and mm-hmm. making it to where they're things that you feel. Yeah, I think that's what is also important about knowing the Word of God and, and memorizing Scripture is that you know even if you read something and you're not necessarily your attitude isn't changed on it in that moment. Like the more you read God's Word and it be it literally gets ingrained in you mm-hmm. ingest it you digest it then it it changes your mind. And so then we're going back to Romans 12, you know. So, like, literally your mind begins to transform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, it's it's not going to be, like, instantaneous. And so many people think everything is just supposed to change when you become a Christian. Like, you're, you're supposed to love everybody and be mm-hmm. peace and have, <laughs> you know, all this stuff happen, like, all of a sudden. And then when they see in they're like, okay, the, the magic dust didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to, the culture we live in too, because the culture we live in is a microwave culture. Mm-hmm. We get what we want when we want it. Anybody mm-hmm. got Amazon Prime? I want, <laughs> I want that fast delivery. I don't it's care if that dude's working on Christmas. Yeah. I just want my fast delivery. I want it here now. I want it now. I don't want to wait for my water to boil to nuke my hot dog. I just put it in the microwave. Okay. <laughs> like we live in that kind of fast paced culture where we want everything right now. And it's the same with how we walk with Christ and in the beginning I, I want to be perfect now well mm-hmm. that's that's he he made you perfect his perfection made you righteous his righteousness made you holy but that doesn't mean you don't battle with your flesh yes. and then over time sanctification uh, becoming more like Christ and maturing is what's going to be taking place and, and so not just that but then when something happens uh, maybe we face a trial or maybe something's not going so well in our lives, we want it fixed right then. But we forget to turn back to Scripture Mm -hmm. and remind ourselves of what God has said about those trials and what He's doing behind the scenes during those trials and the fact that He's with us throughout it. I think we just, we tend to forget about those things, but once we're reminded of those, I think that's where that thanksgiving and that overflowing joy really begins to take root in our life. And so... I definitely believe 
South 601, what we want to see, we believe it's God's heart, is that starting with the Word of God, we want to make that our anchor. We want to make that our, uh, we want to establish, to be established in His Word and in the faith, because without His Word, uh, we're nothing. And mm-hmm. so uh, we, we really want to have a high view of Scripture uh, at South 601, and that, that's kind of where we feel like the Lord wants us to be, so... Um, kind of last question how can we at South 601 how can we work together to make disciples and build the kingdom of God how can we do that at South 601 not just us in this room but the students who are coming uh, even the church here at South even the community how can we work in unity uh, to advance the kingdom and make disciples I think one of the most important things for everybody involved is to just be open to um, change, I guess, um, but also just like be willing to give up, of, give of yourself to others and to um, like allow others to pour into you as well. Um, just like to be willing to do all that, um, I think is the first step, because if anybody has like a hardened heart towards it or anybody <laughs> has a hardened heart towards it, um, then it it can't happen um, because everybody involved kind of has to be willing to work with each other and advance the kingdom. I think that at the most basic level, we have to be just super willing to leave our comfort zones Mm -hmm. and just build deep relationships with people Mm -hmm. that we don't really know. Mm -hmm. And within that, maintaining an even deeper relationship with the Lord within scripture to where we are correctly aligned to where we're not straying from our vision which is God's vision I think that you know a way we can here at Southern we can work together uh, to, to advance a kingdom to make disciples is that each one of us are willing to be stretched mm-hmm. um, and to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, to have tough conversations um, to be, uh, Cole mentioned it earlier, to be vulnerable in, in, in spaces, um, to be apologetic at times, to, mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, humble always and to, to always have that loving heart to come, a, come to someone and be sympathetic or willing to just give a shoulder to someone, um, to say, you know what, I know what you're going through, uh, you know, and just be relatable. Uh, be willing to be relatable. I, I think what what we can say, if, if each one of us went around this room and, and talked about our struggles, the people listening would say, oh, my gosh, like, Claire, yeah. I go through that same thing, you know? Yeah. Like, we, someone out there is going through the same things that we are going through and that we struggle with. And so the more we can be vulnerable and just open about those things and that we can be there for one another. I think so many times, and I've seen it in church so much, is people will judge others for things that they're going through. Yes. And while they're over here in the closet dealing with these things, but they're too afraid to let someone know mm-hmm. or to even discuss it with someone or to just say, hey, I know what you're going through. I was going through the same thing. We don't love well. We do well at pointing fingers mm-hmm. and doing blaming in the church. And so I think it's South. What we got to do is stay true to the word, encourage one another, uh, allow God to stretch us, um, and to be uncomfortable, to have those tough conversations, to disagree sometimes. 
to disagree. You know, uh, one of the cool things about the other night was, you know, we talked about uh, faith without works is dead. And like we listened to several people talk about how they grew up in the church believing this and what they believe, whether that meant like a work saves you is it don't save you. Like we had a really good conversation about something and a topic that's still being discussed today. Those are the type of things that we're going to that, that we want to see and that we want to see happen is because from that we're growing. You know, we're growing as believers, and that's where that unity comes in, and we're growing together, and that's only going to benefit us as we begin to make disciples and advance the kingdom and to uh, continue on this uh, South 601 ministry. All right, so our next South 601 is going to be March 22nd at 6.01 p.m. here at South. Um, the On March 12th at Chase's house, which is... 202 Western Drive. Drive. Lava's Drive, the part you struggled with. Western Drive. Campbell's at (laughs) at 6 o'clock. Come out there. We're going to have a cookout. We're going to have hot dogs. It's going to be so fun. And then um, for our next podcast, they're going to come out every Friday. And we're giving you until next Wednesday to submit some topics. It'll be a surprise next Friday what it's on. So just go to Instagram and DM us what you want to hear on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the South 601 podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the South 601.